progressive, respectful, mentoring, compassionate. These are the values of Palmdale Regional Medical Center. And now we proudly present Palmdale Regional Radio. Here's Melanie Cole. Acid reflux disease affects roughly 20% of the U.S. population and can cause extreme heartburn. While medication can temporarily deal with the symptoms and pain, there is a procedure that is a revolutionary way to deal with the root cause of the issue. My guests today are Dr. Jay Pruthi, he's a gastroenterologist, and Dr. Emery Chen, he's a general surgeon, and they're both members of the medical staff at Palmdale Regional Medical Center. Gentlemen, I'd like to start with you, Dr. Pruthi. Tell us what is GERD, or acid reflux disease? What really is it? Thank you for inviting us to the show, Melanie. It's always good to talk to you and give more information about uh, uh, GERD. So GERD is a gastroesophageal reflux disease process where the stomach contents reflux up into the esophagus, the food pipe, then cause troublesome symptoms. The symptoms most commonly are heartburn, regurgitation, and difficulty in swallowing. And sometimes the symptoms can be extraesophageal symptoms, like patients may have bronchospasm, laryngitis, hoarseness of the voice, chronic cough, dental erosions, and chronic sinusitis, recurrent pneumonitis. So when these acid fumes back up, they cause a lot of damage in the esophagus. Dr. Chen, do we know what causes it and who is at risk for GERD? Well, um, we do know that um, it causes, that that, uh, GERD occurs in millions of Americans um, yearly. There's a um, family propensity for it, um, but um, the biggest culprit is the diet that we eat, um, usually um, associated with fatty foods. Chocolate, unfortunately, um, caffeine, um, uh, foods that contain caffeine um, can cause uh, GERD to happen or to um, make reflux and heartburn worse. Um, so um, there, is a, um, there is a genetic predisposition as well as um, a dietary cause for, for the problem. Let me add to this. So, as Dr. Chen said very correctly, these are the risk factors for gastroesophageal reflux disease, the dietary intake. But the fundamental problem is, you know, there is a sphincter normally at the esophagus and stomach junction that is called as lower esophageal sphincter. Normally, the sphincter relaxes to let the food go into the stomach, and then it relaxes to let the air out when we burp. If the sphincter relaxes too much, the acid contents from the stomach or any other content can regurgitate and reflux it up into the stomach, esophagus, and that is gastroesophageal reflux disease. So the cause could be the sphincter is loose and the sphincter pressure goes down with certain foods like fatty, fried food, chocolate, soda, mint, tea, alcohol. Um, So these foods will lower the pressure in the sphincter and the acid reflux will, you know, uh, back up. So these are the main reasons that patients will have reflux uh, symptoms and come to us. Dr. Chen, as we have learned about GERD, 
before, and we understand there are medicational interventions that don't always work for everybody or people don't maybe want to go on the PPIs for a long time. We're here today to discuss the TIF procedure. Will you please explain what this procedure is and the evolution of it? Well, the TIF procedure is the newest um, way to treat GERD. Um, in a nutshell, it is um, a incisionless way to alter the anatomy between the esophagus and the stomach to make it more normal. Um, as Dr. Pruthi was um, alluding to, the problem for patients with GERD is that their esophageal gastric sphincter is abnormal, allowing acid and um, stomach content to go up the esophagus. And TIF is the newest and best way to um, bring that anatomy back in line with what's normal. Dr. Pruthi, explain this procedure just a little. What is it like for a patient to undergo this procedure? And is their life different afterwards? Are there certain things they can or cannot eat? Tell us a little bit about what it's like for the patient. Yes. So let's start with the patient perspective first. The patients feel much better because, you know, when the sphincter is loose, the acid contents or the alkaline contents or anything in the stomach can back up. They have regurgitation, and that causes their lifestyle to, you know, they suffer. After eating food, they have heartburn, and when they're lying down, you know, when, you, when we are upright, the gravity keeps the contents down, but when they're lying down at nighttime, the acid and the contents back up, and they have a lot of symptoms. And then they wake up in the morning. Sometimes they have chest pain. And as the acid contents back up, they erode the lining of the esophagus, which can turn into uh, Barrett's esophagus, which can cause cancer later on. And uh, then ulcers can form and all other complications can happen. Now, when we do TIF procedure, what we do, as Dr. Chen correctly said, that we bring the anatomy and sphincter back to its original condition, try to. Now, sphincter is loose, so we go in with the instrument that is um, the new instrument endoscopically through the mouth. Um, the procedure is done under general anesthesia. So we put the instrument in the esophagus and stomach and look at the sphincter. The sphincter is loose, then we have a way to put some staples in the in that area so that we can wrap the fundus of the stomach around the lower esophageal sphincter to make it stronger. So in previously, you know, older times we used to do the Nissan fundoplication that was done surgically, opening the abdominal wall cavity or laparoscopically, but now it's called as transesophageal incisionless fundoplication. That's what TIF stands for. So when we go in, there's no incision. Uh, we make the sphincter stronger, wrap the stomach around it, uh, and do the fundoplication in an incisionless manner, and that prevents the acid contents or the other contents from backing up in the esophagus. And the patients are back on their feet next day and doing very well. And it brings them back to their normal lifestyle. They are able to eat the stuff that they are, were not able to eat previously and enjoy food. Um, now, some patients may have hiatal hernia with it, you know, when the stomach moves up into the chest. So that is hiatal hernia. So then Dr. Chen's role come in where he goes in with the robotic assisted surgery 
and brings the stomach back into the proper abdominal cavity position and reduces the hiatal hernia, fixes the defect, and then uh, we proceed with the uh, fundoplication, insulinless fundoplication uh, through transesophageally. Dr. Chen, is there a certain patient selection criteria, and, and how long does it take to notice results? Are there some people for whom this is not really an option? Well, um, essentially, um, any patient who has symptoms of GERD, who has been diagnosed either by CT scan, um, uh, an esophageal manometry, which is um, an X-ray test with contrast, or um, upper endoscopy by a gastroenterologist like Dr. Pruthi um, are candidates for this procedure, okay? Um, patients who also have a hiatal hernia along with acid reflux and uh, GERD that medications aren't completely controlling or the patient just doesn't want to take lifelong medications anymore to control their symptoms are also candidates. Um, uh, interestingly, most patients um, with significant esophageal reflux disease um, also have some degree of hiatal hernia. Um, and so um, that's why it's, uh, um, it's, it's uh, very good to have a surgeon gastroenterology team dealing with this problem um, because I can provide that um, minimally invasive approach and the newest approach to fixing hiatal hernias. Um, but I think the big advantage of um, doing it this way instead of the old way where a surgeon does both aspects, which is fix the hiatal hernia and doing the fundoplication, is that uh, the old way of doing it caused um, quite a bit of long-term problems um, that patients can experience. And some of these include difficulty with passing food into the stomach, having too tight of a wrap, or um, the wrap um, coming apart. Um, there's also issues with um, uh, dysphagia, the sensation of food not passing. Um, there's early bloating. Um, a lot of problems associated with the old way of doing fundoplication, um, just because the, um, the way to do it was drastically um, more altering to normal anatomy, um, in particular, um, normal anatomy of the stomach. So <clears throat> this new way with TIF in conjunction with hiatal, with a robotic-assisted hiatal hernia repair offers the best minimally invasive way um, to treat this, this uh, very common problem. Dr. Pruthi, as you wrap it up for us, would, do they still need to take medication afterwards? Are people still tempted to eat Tums or look to their proton pump inhibitors? Do they still need medication? And please give us your best advice for people that have questions about their GERD and maybe their untreated GERD and the stiff procedure. Yes. Um, the whole idea is to control their symptoms and get them off the medication. Once we reduce the hiatal hernia and do stiff procedure, about 80 to 90% patients will be off their PPI medications. The data has been accumulating over the last 10 years. 25,000 patients have been uh, done with this procedure, and majority of them are off PPI medications. Now, we don't want to keep taking PPI for the rest of our lives. No? 
lot of people who are young and healthy and they're stuck on PPI medications because their symptoms are so disturbing and they cannot get off the PPI medications. And this is the reason that they, these people are good candidates for the treatment. Now, once they are off PPI, they go back to their normal lifestyle. Then we prevent all the complications, the long-term complications, those worse going to happen because of reflux disease or because of the PPI medications. Now, people who are on these medications who have reflux symptoms and they have regurgitation and uh, nocturnal symptoms, chest pains, refractory GERD, you know, symptoms which are not under good control with the current treatment process, they should seek attention. Normally, as we do, we try over-the-counter proton pump inhibitor therapy, you know, 10, 15 days. Let's try that. If it works, then stop the medication, then you're off. Now, if the symptoms continue, despite trying over-the-counter medications, then please go to the doctor, tell your symptoms, and seek care. Because there is help available. And we at Palmdale Hospital have this program where we have a team of gastroenterologists and a surgeon, and we are gaining more and more experience. We are doing these procedures and helping our patient population. And the hospital is supporting us. We are developing the esophageal program where we can take care of all kinds of esophageal disorders and uh, serve the population to the best of our ability. Dr. Chen, last word to you. What would you like the listeners to take away from this segment as far as their GERD and the TIF procedure and the collaborative approach that Dr. Pruthi was discussing between general surgeons and gastroenterologists at Palmdale Regional Medical Center? Well, I'd love the patient to know, first of all, um, I don't think I um, answered um, uh, an earlier question from you about how fast the symptoms go away. And um, I just want to touch on that real um, briefly. Um, They go away the very first day. Okay, um, I have patients that wake up who've suffered for decades with reflux, severe heartburn, um, wake up from surgery and are uh, just amazed that they don't have that taste in their mouth anymore. Um, finally, the, the take-home message I'd like to um, uh, give is that this newest way of treating Esophageal reflux disease is revolutionary. Um, up to this point, surgeons have been reluctant to do hiatal hernia repairs because of the um, the significant and major potential problems that one can get with a full Nissen fundoplication, which is um, a full wrap of the stomach around the esophagus in a, in a way to try and um, recreate the normal anatomy. With TIF, that um, that uh, procedure is minimized. You get a an extremely effective wrap and extremely re- um, accurate recreation of normal anatomy without the long term potential risk. So um, uh, I I uh, think that this is definitely the the new way to go um, for treatment of GERD and it will revolutionize um, the field. Wow, what great information, gentlemen. Thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your expertise in explaining this condition 
of GERD and this revolutionary procedure. It's so fascinating, and and we just love to hear how you work together to really give the Palmdale residents the best possible care. So thank you so much for joining us again. You're listening to Palmdale Regional Radio with Palmdale Regional Medical Center. For more information, please visit palmdaleregional.com. Physicians are independent practitioners who are not employees or agents of Palmdale Regional Medical Center. The hospital shall not be liable for actions or treatments provided by physicians. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.